Valjean was on Only Connect this evening. <gasps> oh it my was gosh. On Complete the Wall, and it was four fictional mayors. Really? That's what he was <gasps> in with, so. Did you get him? Well, I saw his name was there, and they were like, what's Valjean gonna match with? And I was like, I, none of these are saying anything <laughs> to me. But it was because it was f three other fictional mayor characters. I see. How was I to know? I think that probably would have stumped me as well, to be honest. Yeah, and because they said Valjean, which was not the name he went by when he was mayor. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, excuse me, Victoria Cohen Mitchell. I think <laughs> And... One of my secret Santa gifts was this really big, goofy pen with a long arm with a hand with googly eyes on it. And that's now my <laughs> Lemmer's pen. <laughs> the entire time you were saying it, I was like, what? What? Where is this going to end up? Fashion? <laughs> <laughs> Javert? <laughs> googly eyes? Pen? What's happening? <laughs> this is Brown Barricades, a Lemmer's podcast. I'm your host, Nemo Martin. I use they them pronouns and this week I do have a thing which is that I submitted my PhD. So that's <laughs> Yay. That's me clapping with the pen hand. <laughs> and yeah, I've got two months to wait until I have my viva and then however long after that it's all behind me now. Yay! <laughs> Yay! That's the only thing that's happened in the last two months. <laughs> uh, this is Stevie. She, they pronouns, primary researcher. You've left me wide open for the I get to have. We're now back from our almost one month in Australia. They had Lamers on one of our many flights, so Lamers was not far from our hearts. <laughs> I did watch it for the first time in, I think, a really long time. Did the thin air make you feel anything different? I get really emotional at films on flights, <laughs> but you watch it in a normal setting, you're like, that wasn't a great film. <laughs> when you're in the air, you're like, oh my god. I don't think that it made me more emotional. Honestly, all literally all I remember about it was thinking to myself as it was happening, "Ooh, Santa." And I don't <laughs> That's all you ever think. I know. It's literally all I ever think about this stupid fucking film. And I don't know why, like, when we were in the air and we had flown so many hours, I was just having a little bit of a breakdown about it. And that's all you'll hear about Australia. Yeah, that's literally all. Yeah, yeah. It did make me think a lot about, um, Australia made me think a lot about, like, prisons and prisoners mm. and stuff like that, where, yeah, I, I don't think that I want to write a like Australia AU in like a fanfic way but one day it did make me want to do more research about the different kind of people who were imprisoned like incarcerated and brought to Australia because I like in the UK we are kind of taught that obviously Australia was founded or was like <laughs> we sent loads of prisoners to Australia and then Australia and then I don't know why but in my head like that because that's all we're ever really taught it was in my head kind of like they were sent there and then Australia happened <laughs> and now it's what it's like but obviously like one of the signs that I read was like this 
like one group of prisoners built this one road for 30 years and i was like yeah uh, yeah, obviously it would have taken so fucking long to like do anything out there, and yeah, so it it's such basic things I know, but it was very revelation revelatory. Well, I feel like that makes sense because yeah, same. You're like being in the UK, you're like tangentially aware that we just kind of sent prisoners over there, and then literally yeah. like you taught zero further, mm. and then it does make sense that like most places we were going especially like the nature reserves and things like that all have mm. the little plaques that are like yeah these were built or like shaped and the stairs fucking cut into the sides of these <laughs> mountains with by incarcerated people and da 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 that you're like yeah i guess as a nation that was like largely founded on that it makes sense that there's signs everywhere for that but mm. like it is the same most of our canal system in the uk was done in the same way but like i only learned that because i don't even know how i learned that but that wasn't i don't feel like we signpost that stuff as much i don't know yeah. no we 100 percent don't and like all of the stone buildings and yeah it, it's yeah at least they are putting the signs up yeah it, it was interesting mm. Anyway, loop that back <laughs> into what you <laughs> what you were reading today. Well, but loop it back into Lemmers, I guess. Well, yeah, I guess would it count as one of our least proud moments reading one of those signs and being like, "You can just imagine that Lemmers." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it like it doesn't. Even, it's not even a fucking stretch at this point. Like, but that's the sign of like, isn't it? It's like first thoughts. Of what you're socially yeah, yeah. Uh, brought up to think. <laughs> and then your second thoughts that question it, that's your true self. So our first fandom rot thought was like, that's in Les Mis, are you? And the second thoughts are like, I'm not going to write that. Yeah, yeah, we've grown as people. Wow. <laughs> we should think more critically of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but we were thinking about Lemmers while we were away. We promised we weren't having too much fun. We were thinking about Lemmers. <laughs> yeah, so... As Sorry. Been... you. I know you, you literally just segued away. But I, then I was like, okay, well, the only, <laughs> the only good AU is going to have to be a Bondi Beach Valjean. And that's it. Okay, now we can move on. <laughs> well, now I'm going to want to hear more about that. But let's see how quickly I can shuffle us through this and then as a treat I can unlock the Bondi Beach content. Yeah, if you can manage to get through all of this in 60 minutes, go. Yeah, considering I knew it was like, because book seven was called Slang, I was like, oh god, it's going to be an essay in the same way that he often does them. But mm. actually I was quite enjoying a lot of it. <gasps> <Get out. laughs> First you like um, Javert and now you like the essay. <laughs> but I feel like it's because he actually legitimately cares and is interested in this. Mm. Whereas, I don't know, maybe he did fucking love Waterloo, whatever. But Waterloo, compared to his tone in this slang essay, the Waterloo ones and some of the other essays he's done have felt like him being like, I'm a historian, take me seriously. <laughs> like he felt like he had to almost. Like he didn't uh -huh. have to. But he's like, it feels like he's having so much fun with this and he's very passionate and like he's, this is some of the most like metaphorical, like 
he's dressing up his language so much in these, but in a way that I didn't hate. Maybe there was something wrong with me today. <laughs> I felt like he actually is incredibly passionate about this, and so that really came across. Whereas there have been essays in the past where like I just can barely keep my eyes on the sentences. Mm. But he also, because as I, I think we've just decided we have diagnosed ADHD Victor Hugo, it, this does start where he's like, I'm talking about slang. And there's like the moment where he tangents into something else, which is related, but like the way that his slang essays end, you're like, Hugo, you forgot that you were talking about slang. <laughs> <laughs> and that that's what this is about like I love where you're going with this but like this isn't what you'd set out to do <laughs> yeah I was kind of expecting him to do a like because he, he, he'll go off on one mm. I thought he would at least do a final sentence that's, that's like and so All this is to, to summarize in conclusion uh-huh. uh, everything I just said is because of slang which mm. like is kind of what he's saying but like I was just surprised that he didn't Force himself back in, <laughs> and that his editor was just like, "Yeah, whatever, man." <laughs> so we had a lot of slang, a lot of different types of slang from different characters last episode, and this is basically like part one of book seven slang. It's kind of him being like, "Fuck you, I'm allowed to put slang in my book." Is <laughs> how I would summarize. Uh huh. Because he's like, 34 years ago, the narrator of this weighty and somber tale introduced in the middle of a work written with the same purpose of this one, which was his book, The Last Day of a Condemned Man. Oh, yeah. The other one about criminality. So in that, Mm. a thief talking slang, there was amazement and uproar. What? (laughs) Why? Slang? But slang is dreadful. (laughs) It's the language of the chain gangs, the prison hulks, so forth. We have never understood the objections of this kind. A lot of this whole book was like that thing. what, What is the meme of like? Worst man makes good point or something. Oh, um, tragic. Yeah, tragic. The worst man you you know makes a good point. Yeah, I mean, you basically had it. Because <laughs> he makes several good points, but it's more like worst man makes good point in worst way. <laughs> but sometimes <laughs> not worst way. Because, <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. yeah, that he's like... I should be allowed to put slang on my books. And there's been, he's got some other like, oh, there's been a couple other times where authors have included slang in their books. And every time there's been like the uproar, they're like, why do authors want to force this outrageous shit on us? Basically, slang is awful. Slang makes you shudder. Who is denying it? Of course it does. <laughs> but since when has it been wrong to delve too deep when probing a wound mm. we have always thought that it's an act of courage <laughs> or at the very least a useful and simple deed deserving of sympathy and respect to take on this duty <laughs> I see, I see in the worst way you mean I want to shove him into a locker so bad <laughs> like yeah. You're so right, Hugo. We shouldn't be censored and we should be allowed to swear and think, oh no, not like this. <laughs> yeah, because I, I feel like I'm going to 
yeah, try and do a lot of broad strokes on uh, on these ones. But yeah, he's like, we should include and study slang. In fact, that's very interesting to mm. do so mm. because it's a part of society and he also will get into it, but he loves the like linguistics of slang and sort of how it happens. And yeah, there's like a whole group of society who's using it. So why does that not deserve to sort of be written down like instead of just forgetting how these things happen and how language changes mm. but that he is also constantly like yes it's disgusting yes <laughs> it's the language of the criminals it's like the lower depths uh. of the social order where the ooze begins and this pustular vocabulary where every word is like a foul coil of some monster of mire and murk. <laughs> like, yeah. He, it's quite fun to read with these like these monsters of mire and murk and nothing is more dismal than to contemplate the seething horror of slang exposed like this to the light of the intellect. Uh-huh. Um, but he's also a prick. Yeah. <laughs> and that he's like, I'm so brave. <laughs> to be studying this yeah the the very um the rich person being like oh i love my my friends from croydon i love my <laughs> friends from the north oh my god the accent like it's so good it's so good that you're speaking with your croydon <laughs> southern accent it's so good for you oh my god <laughs> you're so cultured <laughs> It's so bad. Like <laughs> he does love it, and you're like, I agree. This does deserve to be documented. <laughs> Do you have to say it like that? It's so fascinatingly ethnic of you. Yeah. <laughs> like he's, he is just so taken in with like. <laughs> it's like he thinks it's really cool, but it's really gross. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he would love like uh, African American vernacular and stuff like that. Oh my like god, that. yeah. <laughs> he <laughs> would have so many like long Twitter threads going into the history of certain words. Oh my but god, then, like yes. misuse woke, <laughs> like <laughs> like he's uh, what is? Oh my god, what is the? I have so many of Hugo's words in my brain. I can't think of. You know when you like you can't look away from something disgusting. Yeah, no. Morbid curiosity. Ah, yeah, there we go. (laughs) Because, yeah, he uses all this, like, monstrous, but also really sickly, and I was going to say doctorly, like, medical, like, Mm. ghastly living, bristling undergrowth that shivers, stirs, shakes, craves a return to the gloom. We've had pustula, we've had monster, Mm. and that he's like, Oh, imagine if there was a surgeon recoiling from an ulcer or a wart. Mm. So I shouldn't be repulsed by disgusting, filthy, sickly language. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When did Frankenstein come out? I want to say after this but he mentioned Shakespeare Mm. at one point I was just like well like it always fucks me up when (laughs) timelines are put into perspective (laughs) you're like oh that was quite close to that event um Frankenstein was 1818 so actually (gasps) what 
Yeah, earlier. Way earlier. Way earlier, way earlier. And one of the first things that Hugo uses to describe the Thenardiers was Caliban, who is from Shakespeare, mm. which I only know because I was comparing the monsters together. And so, yeah, the slang thing and the Shakespeare thing. Shakespeare does come up in this uh, discussion about slang, don't worry. <laughs> but yeah, that he's like, slang is a literary phenomenon and a social consequence. Mm. But what is slang in its true sense? The language of wretchedness. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and then he kind of speaks to these arguments people try to have. Is that what a straw man argument is? Where you're like, some people might think this and this and this, but they're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Oh, maybe it's where you're not putting much thought into their argument. Okay, maybe that's not what... Well, he... Maybe it's not a straw man argument, but he's like, some people try and lessen the significance of slang by being like, oh, every profession has slang. <laughs> like, there, there's a lot here, but one example, you know, like on ships having like port and starboard mm. and things like that. And that there's a duchess uh, slang mm. evidenced by this sentence contained in a love letter from a very gl- grand lady. A very attractive woman she was, too. God. (laughs) Uh, He'd written in a letter, you'll find in such tittle-tattle a multitude of reasons why I should liberate myself. So I'm assuming he's meaning the Mm tittle-tattle. And that codes are slang, but that (laughs) this whole vibrant and heroic slang is to the uncouth slang of thievery what a lion is to the jackal. So... He's like, no, they're not the same. Because <laughs> once again, he's like, oh, people are going to try and say that the people's slang isn't important because everyone does it. And you're like, yeah, Hugo. Yeah. And then he's like, because it's disgusting. <laughs> but anyway, those people are stupid and they're not clever enough yeah. to have good slang like us. Anyway, <laughs> but that he is actually the straw man fallacy. I think because the straw man fallacy is one where you like are pretending that you're refuting something, but you're actually like making up the other arguments are like you're making the straw man and then being like ah see this is what they're arguing and then you like stab it full of holes or it's like actually you didn't refute the initial thing you refuted the fake thing yeah yeah because he's like he started saying oh people are gonna try and say it's not important by blah 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 Mm. so you're like oh where's this going and then he's like doubtless (laughs) (laughs) but that but then he, he he's just very hugo about it all i guess of course that he's like okay but you know not everyone would accept that ver- like accept that all of those other things are slang mm, they wouldn't call it slang they would call it terminology or yeah mm. so for hugo we ourselves <laughs> slang is true slang pure slang if those two words can be used together <laughs> <laughs> is nothing other than the ugly shifty artful treacherous <sighs> virulent cruel devious vile deep inevitable language of destitution mm-hmm. attacks the social order with pinpricks through vice Destitution has invented a language of combat, which is slang. So it's always very, (laughs) sounds very negative, but he's really into it. (laughs) And he does want to preserve it and save it from oblivion, Mm. from the abyss, to broaden the terms of social observation. And that, yeah, that people would be like, what's the good of preserving slang and keeping it alive? 
and that he's like, well, surely for the language that a nation or a province has spoken is worthy of interest, something even more worthy of attention and study is the language spoken by misery. <laughs> <laughs> Roll credits. At all times, you're like, yeah. Uh. <laughs> I wonder whether, because, you know, it, like, like it, he, he has to listen in some regards to what, does actually get published this is me giving him an out a mm-hmm. little bit of one being like i wonder if he has to like go this ham in order to be like see i'm just doing the like i look i acknowledge that it's full of terrible corrupting things that young ladies and duchesses shouldn't be reading but it makes sense because it's just the kind of vocabulary that these characters would use and so I, Victor Hugo, would never want my young lady friends to to listen to this kind of stuff. But it just to to make my book as historically accurate as possible. <laughs> but then it's like, okay, well, don't draw attention to it, or like, don't be this shit about it. I don't know. Yeah, because like, you make your point once and and then stop after the like three hundred word mark. Because he really loves it. And he's loved studying it. And like you, you mentioned, like in your like, may- <laughs> let me role play as Victor Hugo for a minute. Um, <laughs> oh, because it's got to be so historically accurate. And you know, a big theme of this, yeah, <laughs> is Hugo the historian. Uh-huh. He was like, we must emphasize studying social disorder and afflictions and drawing attention to them in order to remedy them. Mm. Like, is not a well, he says, it's not a task that admits of any choice, which I took to mean, like, you don't get to pick and choose which bits you're studying in order to remedy them. Yeah. The historian of manners and ideas has a mission no less demanding than the historian of events. So a historian of events, you know, doing, like, baths of princes and wars and all that shit. Waterloo segment. <laughs> the other historian, so the historian of manners, has to deal mm. with the internal. So... People who toil and suffer, oppressed women, children in distress, prejudice. Mm. The themes of Lemis, basically. Mm. With a heart full of both charity and severity, as a brother and as a judge, he must go <laughs> down into those impenetrable vaults where skulking in a heap together are those who bleed and those who strike. Those who weep and those who curse, those who are hungry and those who devour. Do these historians of hearts and souls have lesser responsibilities than historians of external factors? So saying, like, you know, a historian's job should be to write down everything that happened in that battle. So this other historian's job should be to write down everything that was going on with language and slang if it comes up. Mm. That you're like... Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> and then, you know, you're just like, oh, okay, show your hand. And incidentally, <laughs> it needs to be said. Does it? From a few words above, a clear cut distinction between the two categories of historian might be inferred. This does not exist in our mind. Uh huh. So it really feels like he's being like, I'm a historian too. And you can't pretend that I'm not. <laughs> You can't take it away from me. I'm just as good. (laughs) I am realizing that, like, now that my PhD has been submitted, 
It's the wrong time to have the realization that I really could have used Hugo's argument against him. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> God damn it. Like his his whole thing there was like, yeah, the way that we use language is important and it really does affect how you read history and all those kind of things. And I was like, that is kind of the point that I was making about you. <laughs> Well, if, they, <laughs> if you get to do any revisions, then you know to just slap that in there. <laughs> yeah. There's no good no good historian of the nation from within who does not un- understand how to be a historian of the nation from without, and vice versa. So, mm. really, because I've already done a Waterloo segment, <laughs> and now I'm doing a slang segment, I'm the only good historian there is. <laughs> yeah. He's like... I guess social anthropology didn't exist as a terminal term yeah. at this point. Because, so. like, you know, you're like, but you, under all of this, you're right? Yeah, 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 exactly. Because <laughs> he does, like, true history being implicated in everything, and everything is the business of the true historian, and, like, mm. the things that are going on in, you know, outside of the nation with wars and the social political climate, blah, blah, blah. Mm. is going to be affecting the people which affects how they use slang as he'll detail in, in detail soon. Uh, uh, so everything does affect everything else. But you're like, <laughs> but it's you, Victor Hugo, saying <laughs> Yeah, I guess like also, I mean, it's still a thing to this day that like history and like classics, which is usually divided into literary and ancient history, that it's like history is seen as a hard topic, where it's as in hard versus soft, not hard, mm. difficult. Where it's like it's an objective thing with dates and numbers and facts and provable things. And then social anthropology, which I was looking up today because I was like, I don't actually know what it is, but it is basically history and it has the like things of history in it it's just it's to do with people and cultures and things that aren't clearly as defined as on the 3rd of December 1733 Waterloo uh, Napoleon took out 7,000 men and they had 3,000 guns between them it's like ah he is making a right point. He is making a point. <laughs> yeah. His point is right. And it's still something that's delineated like today that it's like separated, like, you know, all of this stupid culture war shit that's happening right now mm. where Tory government is like, oh, you have to learn hard subjects and, and not all of this fake history, fake anthropology culture shit. And it's like, it's the same thing. <laughs> it's the same thing. Yeah, <sighs> there's actually an awful lot in these ones where I'm like, oh, Hugo. Not well. Not only is Hugo right, I, he just needs to I don't know learn how to say it <laughs> in a different mm. way. But also where he's like, things are like this now, and clearly because we're not fucking stupid, <laughs> it can't go backwards. And you're like, yes. <laughs> just wait till we get to those bits. <laughs> Uh, but we're still in slang. We're actually solidly still in slang. Okay. It's, it starts to blend into his second point, which is just, if not a more worthy point. Mm. But he does sort of forget that he's talking about slang at a certain a certain point. Um, but right now, slang is nothing but a dressing room where language, having 
to perform some wicked deed disguises itself, clothes Mm -hmm. itself in word masks, in metaphor rags, so it becomes horrendous. That the French language almost becomes unrecognisable. And that his argument is, which I don't know, could be right, I don't know, because... At least the slang he's so interested in, which is what um, very destitute people who, well, at least he's focusing, or at least, I guess because we don't have his case study of this person and their job, Mm. if we have to take his word for it, he's saying, like, all these criminals and stuff who I've listened to using these words. Mm. Because these are the people using this language... That's why they use all these metaphors because their language needs to hide just as much as these thieves need to hide God. themselves. But you're like, I can see the lo- logic. Like, what Cockney rhyming slang? If there had been any mm. time, I should have looked this up. But like, a lot of slang is used to make it harder for the people you don't want to understand you to understand yeah. you. You yeah. don't want the police to understand what you're up to. Yeah. Etc. But you know, you're like, I'm sure there's also other ways that language comes about, but mm. also one thing that like came into my head was that my friend who is French was saying that like still to this day, the is it the Acad Académie Francaise? The like the the guys who are in charge of the French language are still to this day super fucking hardcore about what you can do with the French language. Mm. And like, unlike English, where we're like, yeah, sure, slap a bit more German in there. Who the (laughs) fuck cares? And we're like, and are you? Yeah, we can use that here. And then we'll not use it over here. (laughs) Um, That French is a language that was very like cultivated Mm. and... Also, like, in in this period, only, like, 50% of people in France could speak French or something like that. Maybe it was a a couple years before this. But, like, that it was a very... Everyone's going to speak French and we're all going to speak it the same fucking way. Mm. Because they were nation-building, right? Like, they had taken over so many different little countries and towns that they were, like... Anyway, it's all French now. That, I guess, like, in this context, Hugo defending slang against people who would have been very like if you're not speaking exact french then you are an enemy of the nation Mm. i am like so then they're another form of rebels he goes why are you not defending them to your death Uh, but like but he also is yeah that's true he he loves it like Mm. he can't stop using all this like (laughs) rags and all the words that I've already read out that he's used mm. the, you know devious vile treacherous blah 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 mm. but like he does love it mm. <laughs> so is is this Hugo's what are we in the 19th century yeah you know when we'll use I, now my brain is blanked on the Tumblr ways Will used to describe our little meow meows, where it's uh-huh, like uh-huh. he's a disgusting little damp, moist. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> like I don't think it's exactly a one to one. Yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. I feel like he does mean it all affectionately. Question oh, mark. Oh, I see what you mean. Like, it, yeah, I, to an extent, 
Because he is also like, oh, you know, like, these are also all treacherous, awful people using it. But look mm. how intriguing it is. <laughs> so mm. it's, at all times, he's really into it. But he, like, condemning, but is like, but we should still study it. And I've loved studying it. But mm. only bad people use it. But also it's really cool. <laughs> I see, yeah. Yeah, because if you did look at the kind of stuff that we say, well, like, grunkly or whatever <laughs> yeah that's what i was thinking <laughs> or it's like yeah objectively that's not a good thing to be describing these people as yeah so in our mm. usual let's spend five minutes giving hugo the benefit of the doubt <laughs> yeah 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 grunkly mr hugo yeah because like as you you know you were saying about literally just the second uh the french language being very like i guess heavily policed almost mm. and getting everyone to speak the same french mm. he's re he has a whole bit of you know he really enjoys with slang that it's made <laughs> it's just the way he talks about it <laughs> <laughs> we've had this with poor people as well where he's like we really need to care about them <laughs> But he just uses. He says it in such a way that you're like, I hate you. Yeah. <laughs> and I want you to care about me. Yeah. <laughs> that he's like, oh, you know, slang's really cool because depending how deep you delve into it, and depending on the slang, mm. it's kind of made up of this like mix of like old French, provincial Spanish, Italian, mm. Levantine language, Mediterranean, English, German, three varieties of Romance languages, mm. Latin, Celtic. Mm. That is like all these are kind of like they're still intact in some way. Like some of these have vanished, but mm. we we still get to keep some of it with slang. And they're mm. like cool, <laughs> but, <it's> like, <laughs> but every outcast race has added to its stratum every individual suffering has left its stone so he's yeah. like yeah it's really cool these things can live on these miserable <laughs> disgusting sufferers yeah yeah it reminded me I feel like I've said this on this podcast before but I was watching a documentary and like one of the things that people say about poor people in the UK is like they're a chav, right? And it was mm. such a big thing in in when we were yes. kids, like huge thing. And I didn't know until recently that that's a a word that Romani people use, and it's ch because chavi means boy that it's like oh, like that was something that was taken. And obviously, it's super racialized, but it's not something like I had never questioned where Chav comes from. And it's just because it means boy. And it's like, oh, slang. Yeah. And I could kind of feel it in that where it's like, you know, that that's not what Hugo was meaning. But I do feel it sometimes with slang where I'm like, you know, a lot of it is really cool and it is to like hide things and to like to have fun with language and stuff and then some of it hides some really insidious racism that you just don't think yeah. about <laughs> um but then initially wasn't racism was just another word but got bent and and used so <sighs> well he, he gets into that as well like, where he's like <laughs> not that particular one but but he's yeah. like because let me try and find i'm just sort of 
zipping around through all the yeah. various chapters, I guess, at this point, that slang does change so much faster than say the civilized language or whatever <laughs> yeah i'm pretty sure well that's because it. there's not a hundred fucking guys at the academy yeah. Francais who are all white and like 80 years <laughs> old and being like no this inanimate object must be female <laughs> yeah oh here we, here's how we put it being the language of corruption slang <laughs> <laughs> itself is soon corrupted um and yeah so at least so this is the way he sees it that it's like, oh, because it's thieves, of course their language hides in metaphor because they have to hide. So he he's really doing the um, I'm <laughs> I'm a literature student and I just need to get from A to B. <laughs> uh. Because slang is always trying to change, because as soon as it's too understood, it has to change because it's like, oh well if now the police know what that word means, it's no good mm. to us anymore. It's gotta we've gotta it's gotta stay on its toes. Slang's always gotta be moving. <laughs> Because it ne- because as he sees it, it's always wanting to obscure itself. Mm. So this is a process that never stops. So it covers more ground in ten years than the standard language in ten centuries. Mm. So because slang is always on the run from time to time, ancient slang will reappear and just take on a completely new meaning almost that. Mm. I, like I, even like gay, yeah. <laughs> you know, that was happy. Then it was a slur, and then people yeah. would try and be like, "Oh no, I didn't mean it as a bad thing, Miss. I was just <laughs> calling them happy." And you're like, <laughs> yeah. "You literally, no one here is that fucking stupid." You know, and you're like, <laughs> "Yes, but that's not what that word means anymore." Yeah, yeah. Like even, oh my god, they're on this page. <laughs> I don't know if you're going to have to bleep this out anymore. <laughs> what are the prison hulks? Damnation's furnace, as in hell. So the convict calls himself a faggot. <laughs> Under the firewood. Oh, man. <laughs> so, you know, where it's like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And then I could almost see, like, I don't know if this is how the etymology went, but. Mm-hmm. I can see how that even got to our current understanding of the word. Mm. If it's hell, being in hell, so that's what the co- the convict calls himself, oh God, a bundle yeah. of firewood, because he's burning in hell. Yeah. But a gay person should burn in hell. <laughs> yeah. And also, like, recently, as in the last two years, I feel like a lot of my friends have gotten very comfortable with that word, which Mm. I'm not sure whether I have the conflict of I'm not sure whether it's okay for me to use it. Yeah. But then like, I have loads of like trans mask friends who call themselves like trans fags and stuff like that where they're like very into the word now and I'm like, yeah, like I guess it's the same way that some people feel so viciously about queer. Yeah. That they feel that it's still as powerful to them as the faggot is to many other people. And I start to like gear myself up to say it. And I'm just like, wow, it is so Yeah, where will we be in five years? Will yeah. Faggot be the same as queer, we're saying it. It doesn't make me feel as uncomfortable <laughs> as it's making me feel. Well, like, yeah, even I think even, uh, I don't even know how many years ago, like 
even into my early 20s, I wouldn't mm. say dyke. Whereas mm. now I'll use it because I'm like, oh, it's if I think it's fine for me, I wouldn't call someone else that <laughs> <laughs> if I didn't know if they'd be okay with it. But yeah, yeah words like that. Yeah. Where, yeah, these things do move and change a lot. So back, swinging that back around <laughs> to... Uh, with Chav and how that changed mm. that if it is one of the, as with all of these if it's a word that someone's like you should at least don't use that around me because this is was how it used to be used. like I would argue a lot yeah. of people in the UK wouldn't know that origin like I didn't until you taught it to me not that long ago um, mm. not that that makes it okay that we're just like I'm just gonna take this word and use it however yeah yeah but I think, like, at least with Hugo's point that these things, it does just, like, move and change and meaning changes so much mm. so fast. <laughs> it was also one thing that I put in my PhD, like, right at the beginning, was, like, I have tried to be sensible with the words that I've used in this, but it's literally going to be outdated by the time that I have my Viva. Yeah. And it's going to be so outdated by the time anything gets published from it. I'm like, there's no way to, like, future-proof anything about language. Nah. And my whole thesis was on sort of unpicking Hugo's use of language with the words that I can use that I was using. Literally, I had to change so many things from when I first started writing in 2020 to when I was like <laughs> signing it off in 23. That I was like, oh my god, in just three years, my political consciousness has changed, my use of language has changed. One of the major things was like, instead of using committed suicide to completed suicide and I'm sure that'll be the wrong terminology in a couple of years and stuff like that or it's just like oh my god Hugo's right <laughs> <laughs> slang keep slang is like 10 years ahead of it's three years two years ahead but <laughs> <laughs> all this to say so to dear to but he because <laughs> I feel like we're all well we're not invalidating your your PhD arguments of when he's using actually <laughs> racialized language. Yeah, like, yeah. yes, Lang is moving fast, but he still said what he said. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. But he's just, yeah. <laughs> Defeated. Yeah. <laughs> he just still loves it, though. Because as he, you know, you're like, as he should. Mm. He should be defending its use as like a proper as a language because it's like mm. you know it's entitled to its own pigeonhole in the great impartial records office called literature. Like it or not, slang has its own syntax and its own poetry. It is a language, so you're like yeah, yeah. And then he says something. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what then he, that was when he was then like, it's so cool that we keep these languages alive <laughs> these <Right>. wicked lowly angry <laughs> souls <laughs> it would have vanished yeah. if not for this yeah 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 um, hugo is the savior of all so yeah it is like at all times you're like you got some good points he's very much like because i put chose to put slang here and i'm <laughs> arguing well, really well that it's, it's really important that you do that i'm the savior of all language yeah yeah i'm so good but okay yeah so he loves 
the invention of words. He he does ramble quite a lot in these. He loves the metaphor of it all. Uh, and that's where he... He does, like, reiterate himself a lot in these ones. Mm. Characteristic of a language that wants to say all and to conceal all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's natural for it to be rich in imagery we also get, we, there's yeah there's just no point me reading out like every like where he's like something in french actually no okay i did actually underline one so for his like oh it's so cool and metaphorical mm-hmm. um so divisier le coco is to wring someone's neck <laughs> but literally means to unscrew the coconut <laughs> Oh, that's pretty cool. That's very visceral. Yeah. Ah. Mm. Yeah, good job, Hugo. Well, that's well one good he... job, whoever created yeah. that slang. He just had that one, and rightly so, was like, oh, that was cool. Yeah. And one of the ones he, like, takes on the full journey to eventually bring us down to the... Wait, was it to bring us down to Burning in Hell? The devil comes up a lot in these. So, Le Rabouin? Rabouin? Is the devil, mm. but that I think he were well, these the words that he's like these words have no, like have just sort of come into existence and don't yeah are just completely invented they just like people just started using this there's no etymology um, no anal- analogies we can no derivatives that can lead to them they're just very expressive says he mm. so that particular one the devil le rabon later in the journey of the of slang. Le Rabon ceases to be the slang for the devil and becomes the baker because the baker is the man feeding the oven. Okay. Uh huh. So putting things in the fire like the devil would, so then you wouldn't associate, you wouldn't think you're associating that word with the devil. But if you looked back, that is what you're doing. That's how that became the baker. I guess in the same way I was saying with uh, baggers. Yeah. <laughs> That if you don't know the one step behind, mm. you wouldn't think about like why you use this word for this thing anymore. But mm. it does make sense if you know the full timeline of how slang, a certain slang might change. Mm. <laughs> he's also, he's, I don't know what he's going through at the moment. Because earlier in <laughs> this part, he was like, let me fucking find it. <laughs> Um, where he's like because I think his major thesis of all of this is like let's just like look at man yeah, and slang for him is the language of the miserable people so he's thinking about misery yeah <laughs> so he's like are you what is called a happy man <laughs> well you are sad every day wow okay well and you're like what? And then you're like, okay, I guess I see where he's going. Then he's like, you know, every day has its great sorrow or its petty anxiety. Yesterday you were trembling for the health of someone dear to you. Today you fear for your own. Tomorrow it'll be financial worries. Da 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 da. No one's just like happy all the time. Mm. So we shouldn't be splitting people, you know, the happy and the unhappy. Uh huh. The real human division is the enlightened and the benighted. <laughs> okay. So, because overall, what he's gonna be getting into is that he's like, everyone should be enlightened, everyone should be taught, we should be teaching everyone. Right. <laughs> it's just all of the, um, every time he's like, <laughs> you're sad. Because <laughs> then he's like, the people who study slang and the people who use it 
Oh, here we go. If the philosopher manages for a moment to pin down this infinitely volatile language so as to observe it, he becomes ins- immersed in sad, irrefragable. <laughs> Let me say it again. <laughs> I'm enjoying it too much to even speak. If the philosopher, Victor Hugo, manages for a moment to pin down this infinitely volatile language so as to observe it, he becomes immersed in sad, if profitable, reflection. (laughs) Hugo, you're not supposed to say that bit out loud. I feel like he does mean like, it's profitable for your soul. soul. You're like... Says the man about to sell like a bestseller. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. He's just so funny, this man. Because, oh. you know, there's not one metaphor in slang that does not contain a lesson. Yeah. Mm. And that's sort of when he gets into the EG, how something will take you from the in the prison hulks, damnation's furnace, hell, da da da. Because so he's like that a lot of slang, and then he sort of gets into like specifically, you know, like songs that you'll hear in the prison hulks. Like mm. a lot of this stuff is starting in in prisons because mm. it's like you've got nothing else to do. You've got irons on your feet, and you might think that what would be on the prisoner's mind is at the feet of a walking, but no, mm. what he, in his mind, his feet are for dancing. So if he manages to soar off his fetters, his first thought is now that he can dance. So that's why the saw that he uses is called a dance hall. I see, uh-huh. Hey, weren't we talking about jigs the other day? Jigsaws? Jigsaws! We were. And doing a jig? Hey, we're Victor Hugo. <laughs> I just can't. I really did. I thought I was going to bash it out in one, but I'm still on his bit where he's actually talking about slang. Well, it, a lot of this bit where he is still, this is still the same chapter. It is more where he's like, slang at the end of the day is, you know, trying to conceal things. Secrecy is coming to all. I, I really, I kind of feel like I would almost recommend reading these wow. parts. Because. It is very interesting. It's just not interesting for me to have to <laughs> tell you every single thing he says. Because mm. it's a lot of examples where when you read them, you're like, ah, but it'll be like 20 in a row. So you're like, I'm not going to just like listicle at you. Yeah. Examination and study of the strange language is that led or lead to the mysterious point of intersection between conventional society and the society of the damned. So as you said, slang mm. is the word made felon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what he said before. Oh yeah, and then he's like, will no one come to the aid of the human soul in the that darkness where slang is born? Well, only one man, and his name was... <laughs> da, da, da. <laughs> Basically. So, to summarise, he likes it. Yeah. But it is the language of the disgusting, dirty, sad <laughs> criminal. Mm. Cool that it keeps language alive, and it moves very fast. But it is the language of <laughs> the vile, oozing, <laughs> bottom strata. Grunkly, mm. damp, moist. And then it is slowly going to lead into his, like, call to arms almost. Okay, yeah. So look forward to the slang transitioning to him into his second thought. 
we'll try it. We'll bring it back to slang when we get there. Yeah. But he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll do the job that his copy editor should have done. <laughs> 160 years ago. Well, I was hoping that this was would be one where, like, I have read out a lot, but I mm. try to not look at the book too much, which means that I can be more casual, which leaves more space for you. Because I knew that this would be something that you would be able to interject with a lot mm. of stuff, mm-hmm. and I enjoy when that happens, which does usually happen more when it is these stupid essays. <laughs> <laughs> Storyteller mode yeah. versus this mode where we're like, oh god. <laughs> Let's have a discussion to look away yeah. from him for three seconds. Also, all of these like essay bits do unfortunately have bits in it that remind us of the <laughs> the world that we live in, yeah. whereas the plot bits, it's like, oh yeah, 19th century plot is happening. But as soon as it gets to an essay and we're like, oh god, society. <laughs> How far away are we from when I put a big old ass... Okay, we're a couple pages away from... I usually I'll underline things, but when I put a big old asterisk to be like, <laughs> remember to look here, I'm like, oh no, this says something about today's current <laughs> condition. Oh, it's really, he's like, he's going to be more, almost more like naive and hopeful than I would expect from a Victor Hugo, when he's literally like, we're just not going to backslide because there's just no way. I genuinely, I was sitting on the tube the other day and there was this ad by the government that was like, we have 46 different types of grants to help you with the cost of living. And it didn't say crisis, it just said the cost of living. And I genuinely just sat there like distraught for like 40 minutes, just like the cost of living. (laughs) Like Literally just, you want to be alive, you're probably going to need help just (laughs) existing. There needs to be an ad, like, even in a post-apocalyptic game, you would not put a poster in a tube that's like the government saying, hey, gang, there are 46 different grants for you in case. And I bet none of them are real. All of them are fake and they're all stupid and they give you like 30 pence. But, oh my god. Uh, Anyway. But Nemo, as Hugo says... Poverty will simply disappear through a simple rise in the standard of living. No! <laughs> oh my god. But also, as Hugo says, there's no difference between um, classes and societies, really. All, the only difference that there is is the uneducated and the educated so all you have to do is educate yourself like say for example get a PhD and <laughs> and then you'll be happy so no, you're sad <laughs> <laughs> it was Hugo saying that to me that just <laughs> so good because you're like A you don't know me but B <laughs> you're probably right <laughs> You are right, Hugo. You are. Why couldn't you be more right about the poverty thing and the fact that we're not going to go into any more poverty in the future? Yeah, you come into my house and tell me, well, you are sad every day. (laughs) And then you have the audacity to say that progress as a whole is tending towards the solution. No. One day we shall be amazed. No. The human race is moving upwards. 
I mean, Australia's got it good. I mean, from our privileged perspective of going there for three weeks and <laughs> being like on a holiday. <laughs> oh my god, these guys aren't backsliding into the abyss. Uh... All this is to say, <laughs> this has been the miserables. <laughs> And you are sad. And you are sad. Every day. Every day. But society's progressing. Yeah, I guess that is hopeful. I mean, it was hopeful for him in the fucking 19th century. (laughs) (laughs) And we're looking back on it like, oh. (laughs) Anyway, this has been Baron Barricade's Limits podcast. Where it's definitely not um, two people in a crisis about... (laughs) the world and society if you have any comments questions or quibbles about the show or about the slang <laughs> you can send us an email lamespodcast l-e-s-m-i-s podcast at gmail.com or to our twitter lamespodcast or to our tumblr at bread and barricades our audio designer is jade who you can find on her website jdwasabi.com or on her bandcamp jdwasabi.bandcamp.com um, you can give us five stars on on anywhere on spotify or on itunes and when you do you can make up a slang for five stars and then say what that is in the comments <laughs> and there's a link to our coffee and patreon in our show notes and i think on that nemo is completely depressed <laughs> about the world and you can hear it in their voice thank you for Thanks listening, for listening. <laughs> just we're gonna both have the same nightmare of Victor Hugo stood over us, pointing and telling us that. And then the meme of um, poverty doesn't exist anymore, right? Right? <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Yay!